Hello, everybody, and of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X. And Ish. You already know what to do. If you are on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are on our Facebook page, please make sure you go ahead and like our Facebook page at X Talking Ish. And as well, if you are on YouTube, please make sure you go ahead and hit that red subscribe button for shows like this one in the future. And as well, go ahead and hit that notification bell so you can make sure you be notified for shows like this one in the future. Ding. Thank you for that ish. And as well, if you are on Twitter, go ahead and check us out on Periscope. And in the meantime, between time, we'll go ahead and retweet it. So make sure that uh, people on my personal page can check us out as well. Because this is a super, super, super wild card weekend recap. And um, even though, unfortunately, we really didn't live up to what it was supposed to be, the super wild card weekend um hey we got some we got some football in that's all that matters we got let's just be real probably two out of the five games were, were, were really the only games really to talk about the other three are blowouts but we're going to go into them and then of course we will preview uh, a little bit of the divisional games coming up this weekend but we will not give our picks of course until this friday when we will have our pregame show instead of having it on saturday uh we of course have personal things that we have to deal with so we have to of course have the show on friday so uh, we hope that y'all join us Friday night for that show. In the meantime, between times, get to the comments section. Fractual Wanda says, what's good, boys? And, of course, how about them cowboys? You already know. Man, we will get into that know. very, very soon. But uh, before we do get into, of course, the uh, the slide her around the world out there in Big D, uh, we have to catch up on the Saturday games that a lot of people probably forgot about. Um and a lot of people that probably want to forget about that game are the referee crew that was a part of that Raiders Bengals games, especially Jerome Booger and the the makeshift crew that they had there. Uh, oh, it, it was the ish. That's one of those games where let's be real. The Bengals are a better team. The Bengals most likely were going to win with or without the help of the referees, but. To have the Raiders lose that game by a touchdown and for them to have legitimate beef for not just that play, but also other plays that, that happened in that game as well on both sides of the ball, too. That's that's the thing. It's not just the Raiders. It, the Bengals got hosed a couple plays, too. Um, it, it's just not it wasn't a good look for it to be the first game of that wild card weekend to have such sloppiness, not from the players, but from the officials and of course, everybody saw the report after that game. They will not be refing anymore in the playoffs, which they do not. Even though that is a veteran crew member, uh, Jerome Burke has been around for decades now to where he's he's usually on point just that Saturday. I don't know if it was the, the Kansas City weather or everybody else, everybody just, you know, wasn't you are not used to Cincinnati being good. So it shocked the referee. I don't know what happened, but uh, the referees had a brain fart and it just wasn't. Um, it just wasn't a good look for the league-ish. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it just wasn't a good look. Uh, it was one of those things that, honestly speaking, uh, that you, you come to 
expect better in playoff games. I mean, overall throughout the season, you would expect better. You would expect um, for the refs to not make themselves visible as much as possible. And unfortunately in this game, uh, they kind of took, they stole the show. They really did steal the show. Um, They became major players in the game. And uh, it's really unfortunate for the league. Like you said, it's not a good look. Um, is very disappointing. I mean, even with the report coming out and saying like they're not going to ref um, any games moving forward in the playoffs, I mean, some people might say it's a little too late, right? It's, they may cost some people some things. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. it I mean, it's ca- it costs some people's jobs on that team too. I mean, you know, Madoc, of course, just got let go. We'll get into that comment section. Uh, I mean, we'll get into that comment real quick from my boy Fracture Wanda-ish. Yeah, I mean, so you you just from a league standpoint, this is not good at all. You hope to move forward from this, but um, honestly, I think that it has cast a real shadow over what what was a pretty good game and pretty good weekend. Uh, I was a pretty good weekend. It was all right, but no, that first game it, it should have been a better game if the referees. Like you said, made them so visible. And that's something we talk about all the time as athletes in sports is do not let the game be dictated by the referees. And 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 also as well, too, as a referee, you do not want to be a part of you do not want to be a storyline of the game. You want the game to be what it is. And y'all, of course, are in the, the, the backfold of everything that's going on. Unfortunately, it, it really what it really reminds me of ish is when a office alignment gets a holding call or or you know unnecessary roughness type of call to where it negates something that a big touchdown run right to where usually that offensive player never gets any type of flags but that one time that's when the spotlight's on you and it seems like it seems like you've committed a hundred penalties right and that's just what I felt like with that situation is where Jerome Burger's not a bad guy the crew members are not bad people they had a brain fart but the brain fart might have cost not just the Raiders the game not just Mike Madoff his job not Derek might not just be Derek Carr with his position at playing quarterback for the Raiders but it also cost a lot of people some money in Vegas and all around in the you know, United States when it comes to betting as well, too. It caused some some Raider fans some tears because I know they were crying as well all around the world. You know, they were upset just like Cowboys fans. Again, we'll get to them very soon. But for the Raiders, I, it just seems like, and I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong on this because I, I, I have faith in on the Raiders. But I don't want to say that they are cursed. But dang, it sure do, it sure do seem like they get the short on the stick a lot of times, Ish. I mean, I wouldn't say they're cursed. I would just say they're bad. Raider fans will tell me the other, uh, the opposite. All right, Fracture One on the comment section always said, also said Joey B was out there balling, comeback player of the year. <laughs> I already uh, said that, but I heard a lot of Dak Prescotts a couple weeks ago. Hmm. It just all depends on how you. Hey, look at it. I also says Raiders need to start all over. Already got rid of GM. Now it's time to replace all the coaches in Carr. Hey, I, you it, haven't until Carr. Well, I mean, you're right, ish. But also, where does Carr rank amongst quarterbacks in the NFL? It doesn't matter because what I'm saying is, what if you are able to move along Carr in in a trade or 
just again letting him go and getting somebody else in, maybe it can help you, you know, change the narrative of what's going on in Vegas. I think Derek Carr is good. I think he's, of course, better than his brother. My thing with Derek Carr is, will we have to wait another five more years like we see with Matthew Stafford for him to finally get his first playoff win, right? You know, are we going to have to, are we going to have to wait until he's in year 16, year 17, like he reached Gannon or something to finally win one Super Bowl? You know, so I, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or a bad quarterback. I just don't know how much longer the Raiders want to stay with him. Now, I think he has the nod from the owner because I honestly felt like with John Gruden, John Gruden, I think they like each other and, you know, that's his guy. But in reality, if John Gruden was to get Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or anybody else in there, he would, all right, I'm shipping you off. You're up out of here. So if there was an upgrade, I think the Raiders were going to to go ahead and pursue that. But like you said, Ish, if you get everybody else up out of there and you put in a new general manager, new head coach, if the head coach likes Carr, wants to be with Carr, then I, I'm assuming they're going to stay together. But what happens in a year or two and, you know, they say, I want somebody that's more mobile. I want to go into the draft, somebody more mobile, younger, this, that, and third. Carr, you know, leash will probably be a little bit shorter than what it is now. Um, the only reason why I say you had me into a car is just this isn't a really good year uh, for moving on from quarterbacks unless you're a team that feels like you're going to be able to uh, win over a guy like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers if he does decide Deshaun to move Watson. on. Deshaun Watson, if you could get that trade through and depending on what the legal situation looks like there. Um, so other than those moves, I mean, in the draft, there isn't a guy there that I think anybody would say like, yeah, that's a day one starter. Um, there aren't very many guys in free agency that are, uh, big time guys. Um, I mean, like you, you'll have like Jameis Winston, you'll have a Teddy, a, a Theodore Bridgewater. Um, but those two guys aren't necessarily home runs, right? Like they may be good bridge pieces. They may be good, solid, like you could plug them in and they'll start a little bit, but they're not the kind of guys that you would say are going to lead you to a Super Bowl. They're just good complementary pieces. That's the only reason why I say you you let, uh, lost me at the car spot because – I just don't know that you have an upgrade available unless the next coach that comes in is really, really in love with uh, Marcus Mariota, who you already have there and behind Derek Carr. Then maybe I could see potentially trying to get value out of trading Derek Carr, getting more picks or something like that and rolling with Mariota until uh, a quarterback you draft in the um, in one of the you know middle or late rounds or maybe second round or so um, until they're ready to go or, you know, Mariota drops the ball. But other than that, I think they're going to have to stay with Carr at least for another year. I think it's similar to a situation in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. Um, there's a lot of these teams where I think that they may want to move on from quarterback uh, from the quarterbacks they had, but it looks like they might actually have to roll with these guys at least one more year and see what the draft class looks like after that. And I respect everything you said on that one. Let me get to the comments from Fracture Walnut. He says, the NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. Um, and Carr is a good QB. But 
it's time for a change of the team, fresh start for both sides. I mean, I could see. I mean, I'm sorry. I actually, I couldn't see, but I would. I would like a trade amongst uh, for Derek Carr to uh, for for Jameis. I think that would be a nice little. Yeah, I mean, you know, or 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 Kirk Cousins for for Derek Carr. Like I said, both both pieces could could uh, have fresh starts from, from those I franchises. Mean, it, that that just seems like dead even, right? But that's like, what I'm. That's I what I'm feel saying. Like anybody really wins that trade? I, that's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like maybe okay, well, both pieces kinda, can, <laughs> yeah, you know, get equal we'll value for each, start, and then we'll both of them start. can see who could who can uh, uh who can make do for the fresh start that they have. You know, Kirk Cousins was able to do what he do going from Washington to Minnesota. Now, you know, maybe he might get another stamp. I'm sorry, if he was able to go to the Raiders, maybe he might elevate some more or be the same and, maybe you know, so. whatever it is. But, some, you know, we just – no matter what sport, football, basketball, baseball, sometimes a fresh start for a player is good. You know, sometimes it revitalizes them to play even better or play in spite of the team that let them go, right? You know, because sometimes you do get comfortable – the same franchise for every you know all the time and you're like i'm starting quarterback all right you know i ain't worried about no training camp you know i, I got this because we know mariota's not gonna compete for Derek Carr's spot because word on the street there uh mary marcus mariota might be on the move to pittsburgh to maybe play for the steelers mm. we have to of course keep on some eyes out on that but uh i think marcus mariota will be on the move i don't think he'll stay with the raiders so we'll see what happens with that but overall with this game I just feel like again it was. I think it's unfortunate what happened with amongst the referees and the play calling that overshadowed how well Joey Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals actually played. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit more uh, later on in the show when we bring up the divisional matchup against Tennessee Titans. But overall, um, the Bengals are who we thought they were, and the Raiders are who we thought they were. So, yep. yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on. To the Patriots and Bills, part three. Um, this uh, this matchup here, I thought was pretty funny because um, I think a lot of people assumed the Patriots were going to do what they did in part one because of his, because they assumed the weather. It was in Buffalo again. You know, maybe Belichick can pull off the Belichick magic once again and and shock the world. Ish. Josh Allen, look, Josh, ooh, ooh, boy, the first three drives, Josh Allen was not playing. They went up 21-0 real quick, and it was not a game uh, after the first quarter because the Bills were looking like the Patriots. What I mean by that is they looked like a team that saw a, a lesser team than them put their foot on their throats and stepped on it, not once, not twice, but until you couldn't breathe anymore. And that's what they did, putting up a 40-burger against the Patriots uh, in a playoff game, too, at that. It, 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 forget about what happened in the regular season. We all know things matter when it happens in the postseason. And when you're able to do that to a Bill Belichick team, you got to give your hats off to the Bills for that one because, let's be real-ish, and – People that are tuning in, y'all can comment and say I'm wrong or I'm right, but all the all the, the the pressure to me was on the Buffalo Bills. All the pressure was on the Buffalo Bills for them to win that game at home, for them to not let the same thing happen to them in the first matchup when they played, and to also just not get embarrassed at home. And they were able to put on a flawless 
type of game. Not it was so flawless. Josh Allen had more touchdown passes than he did in completions. And this is when they were playing in five degree weather with a wind chill of negative six. Ish. That's a bad that's a bad boy right there. You know, all the Josh Allen hate. You gotta you gotta let it go for at least a week because that boy was balling and for, for him to do what they were able to do in in that weather against that type of team, you gotta at least respect the Buffalo Bills for this week. We'll see, of course, what happens when they play against Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk about that shortly. But ish, I don't know about you, but I'm impressed with the with the win that they that they were able to have against the New England Patriots. Um, I mean, for me, it was just it's about time. It's it's about time. I mean, this team, uh, they were seen as being uh, one of the favorites in the AFC going into the season. They started off pretty well, and then all of a sudden they fell off uh, miserably. We all know what happened the first time these teams met in Buffalo this year. Uh, so it, it, it was about time that they played up to the standards that we had come to expect from them before the season even started uh the offense was rolling i mean they couldn't be stopped clearly and then the defense played really well that defense played you know um they played like a top defense a lot of the season they didn't play like a top defense they were struggling they were trying to find their way um and it looks like it all came together um in this first round of the playoffs and you know uh, if you're a Bills fan, you're hoping that this momentum continues into the next game um, because it, it's going to be you're going to need another performance like this. And I definitely oh, yeah. think if they have another performance like this, uh, they'll easily win that game as well. Um, but you just need that consistency now. Yeah, right. Yeah, like we know what you're capable of. We've seen it before. Just we can know you do that a weekend you can put week these out. points up. Your defense can stop people. But yeah, it, it's can you do it week in, week out? Can you do it when it matters? Um, and that's what we want to see from this Buffalo Bills team uh, starting this weekend, really. Um, now's the time. Uh, if you're going to be a true contender, if you're going to have possibly win a Super Bowl, you're going to have to beat a team like the Kansas City Chiefs to get there, and um, you're going to have to perform like you did. So uh, it's about time for me, for the Patriots. They still need a lot of help. Mac Jones needs time to develop. I think that we got really excited about Mac Jones and what he was able to do um, when the Patriots were rolling. Uh, and we kind of overlooked the fact that he was still a developing rookie. Um, he at best is a game manager uh, and he's not doing anything too special. We've seen now twice what happens when the run game uh, isn't there and they have to rely on Mac Jones. They are not able to compete with the top teams in the um, in the conference. So they, they need to go out and get more help. They need to, you know, get more help, more weapons on the offensive side. This has been um, said maybe for a couple years now. They need more weapons on that offensive side of the ball. And then, um, you know, the defense, I think that this was a, a one time or this was I think this was the case of being a playing a divisional team for the third time right like i don't think this defense is bad but i think when you play a divisional team for the third time whoever schemes better is mm. going to get the upper hand and i think that's what we saw unfortunately for bill belichick we're not used to seeing it but he was out coached out schemed and buffalo just took advantage of that so it is what it is they'll be back i'm sure the patriots will be back next year um, and we'll have to see, you know, how they draft this year, because if they are able to go, you know, bring in a good weapon, 
uh, whether it be uh, a good number one receiver, which they need another receiver, it, whether it be a running back. I don't think they really need more running backs, but you know how Bill Belichick likes to get these running backs and rotate through them. Um, well, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they look through free agency. There's a lot of great wide receivers coming out of free agency this year to where maybe they can snag one uh, yeah. compared to having to go through the draft, but maybe be able just to plug and play somebody instead of having to develop somebody. We saw that when they kill Harry, it just didn't work out. It's not working Man. out. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they let him go uh, really a lot soon, sooner than later. Um, uh, I will also just piggyback off what you talk about with the Buffalo Bills. Let's uh, remind everybody, uh, coaches in the NFL, the side of the team, they get paid too. They get paid a lot of money to make sure that they bring up, you know, some decent schemes. And uh, for the Bills, they have a hell of a staff. You have a, head, a, for, a former head coach, Leslie Frazier. You have a guy that's in waiting to be a head coach soon, Brian Dibble, who's going to be a coach uh, in the NFL, you know, within the next two or three years. Um, I mean, that, that Bills staff is not a punk. And I think they took it personal. Honestly, I think they took it personal after that first game to where – um, they were pretty much said, "Hey, we got to get better." And after they lost that first game, they went. They went. They've so far been two and zero against the Patriots. So obviously, whatever the, whatever motivational talk that they needed to have, or whatever embarrassing thing that they needed, or whatever it was that they needed to do in that locker room to say, "Let's not let this happen again," it worked. And you have to, of course, give your respect to the Buffalo Bills on that one. Let's get to the comment section right quick. Fracture One also says, Pats need help outside. I hope they take that kid out of Bama that messed up his knee. Mac needs help. He also says, Bills and the fans needed that win to bring that confidence back they had earlier in the season. Uh, no, I definitely agree um, with that one. Fracture, though, I, I, don't, I don't agree, with, though, with uh, getting – is it James? Is it James Williams. Williams? Williams. Okay, just make sure I'm going to say it correctly. Yeah, I – Getting guys like that after an injury like that, you 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 just you want to make sure that everything is clean before you draft him. You you don't want to get somebody that you invest a lot of money in. And yeah, that's a tricky they can't one. Be, that they can't be what one. they were before. That's the thing. And I mean, he can't. People have come back from ACLs, MCLs, PCLs. I'm not saying they can't. I'm not saying that's what I'm. Uh, what I'm somebody, we just seen last week. I mean, sorry, last night with Cam Akers come back from Achilles tear six months, and I was just and I was literally we we talked about this like, bro, you don't you you don't need to do this. Like, wait till next season. You know, come back healthy. We saw what happened with Clay Thompson. You know, he tried to. Rush his stuff a little, a little Jaylen quicker. Wilder. He popped his Achilles, you know. So I, I wanted him to relax. I want to say, I'm sorry. I want to say relax. I wanted him to be cautious, yep. to make sure that you have a longer career instead of worrying about playing for the now. But it seems hey, like he hey, he's a different breed. Yards, so. Hey, he's a different breed. He's um, I, I, I do know his family from my side of the family in Mississippi. They, they, they keep up with him, and they've been, they were with him. Throughout his um, his rehab, ever since he's been gone, so they already I've actually knew that he was going to come back. I just honestly didn't believe it. I I, I was told month month and a half ago that he would come back before the season ended, and I I didn't believe it because again from Achilles, from what we know is as long as we've been in sports, when you tear your Achilles, you're out a minimum of a year. Yep. Minimum. A minimum. So for you to come back six months running hard play in the playoffs too, 
hey, got to give respect to uh, Cam on that one. We'll talk about that very shortly. Of course, we'll get into that that game. But overall, it's Patriots and Bills. Uh, before we move on to this game, I want to say, though, seriously, though, you have to look at the domination that the Buffalo Bills put on the Patriots because let's remind everybody, that first half, they were up 27-3. It, was, it wasn't a game. The, the Bills, the Bills did they, they, and, and to be honest with you, if they really wanted to put 50 on them or whatever, they probably could have, but out of respect, because they also know, hey, these are divisional teams. We got to we gotta see them again next year. You know, let's go ahead and make sure we get up out of here with a decent type of win and, and keep moving. But those, there's a 14, the, the, the two touchdowns that they put up in the second half, to be honest with you, it kind of was window dressing. Like, it doesn't really mean anything. It looks cute. You know, you lose by 30 instead of losing by 37 or 40 or 44. But in reality, hey, you, you got your butt smashed. And it's all good. You got to go lick your wounds, watch the film, take your L, and enjoy Cabo. And we'll see you next year, uh, Patriots. Y'all be, y'all be fine. I promise you, you will. All right, ish. Sunday slate. The Eagles and the, the Buccaneers. Now, if you're anybody from Philadelphia, you thought you had a chance. And I respect no, it. No, they didn't. They know they didn't have a chance. Hey, you better talk to the people that's from Philly that love the Eagles. They they definitely felt like they had a chance. But bro, they knew they didn't. They were lying all hey, along. Hey, you know, you gotta support your team no matter what, right? But overall, if you're not from the Philadelphia area, most likely we all knew that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were gonna take care of business. What they did. And Thomas Brady, of course, another playoff win uh, to add on to his legacy. Seems like, of course, he has every playoff type of accolade in the NFL. Um, Ish, what is your thoughts on this game? Um, the Buccaneers won. Like they should. Wow, that was great insight there, Ish. Appreciate you. I mean, there's not much to say on this game. The Buccaneers did what they were supposed to do. There's, there's um, some things to say. I, honestly, I'll, I'll say Eagles, one of them. Honestly, the Eagles didn't score until late in the game. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it was it was embarrassing if you're an Eagles fan. I mean, I guess not because you're playing the defending champions and uh, your team squeaked in, you know, at the last minute. So, like I said, I don't think they anybody really thought they had a chance. Um, I'd rather watch Kirk Cousins and damn Justin Jefferson get it yeah. gritty out there and whatnot and then watch that crap. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just waiting to see how the Bucks do this week. Now that they're supposed to get some people back, uh, you know, maybe they got some momentum rolling. They're feeling a little bit healthier. Are we going to see the run all the way back to the Super Bowl? Um, I don't think so. But we'll have to wait and see. Of course, as always, we will have to wait and see. Like you said, Ish, with that with those late uh, points that they put up, they they didn't put fifteen up on the board to the fourth quarter. So it was thirty one zero for a minute. Like you know that that game, just like the Bills game, was pretty well in hand. Uh, the Eagles tried to make it a game, but it was just too late. Uh, it was too too uh, too little, too late on that one. Um, I will say this though, and again, we'll, we'll get into this very shortly. Um, Jalen Hurts, I'll play Dak Prescott. I'm not even gonna dignify you. Can that. you can no. dignify what you want? First no. of all, no. first of all, no. Jalen Hurts played a better defense, better defense, and came out and came out with better. I'm not not better, but as on par with Dak, or a little bit better, depends on how you want to look at it. But overall, like you said, ish, the Philadelphia Eagles shouldn't have been there, they shouldn't even they shouldn't have had a playoff spot. 
They shouldn't be. They should even be contending with the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? But Jalen Hurts put up a decent little stat line. Again, with a head coach that probably shouldn't even be a head coach. Line. He put a, again. He put a same type of stat line a forty million dollar quarterback that's supposed to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Put up. I don't know if Dak Prescott is the guy that anyone is comparing the quarterbacks to, but okay. Hey, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, for the, and I haven't said this yet, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this on this show. If you are a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you seriously have to look, you have to be very pleased of what you're seeing now and also what's going to happen in the future because you outplay expectations this year. Besides not knowing who your quarterback is going to be, because you don't know if they're going to stay with Jalen Hurts or move on or whatever it is, you have three first round picks this upcoming season. You, and as if you actually do it correctly, that can actually you know benefit your team day one. That could be great, and also not just first round picks later on. You know that third, fourth round picks. If you can make great picks, maybe this can be the beginning of getting the Eagles back to where they should be in that division, uh, because. The Eagles again, they they shouldn't even been there, but the Cowboys at the end of the day, they wet the bed. Not only did you win Bruh, the division, you, you swept the division. We're gonna talk about them soon. Don't worry. We're gonna talk about them. We're gonna talk about them. We're talking about the Eagles and the okay. Buccaneers, bro. My point is, my point is, just to finish up with this topic, the Buccaneers were looks looks like they weren't missing a beat at all without A B. But we we're going to see, especially this upcoming weekend. Can they continue that without AB? Because besides AB being a big factor um, for for everybody else to to be open, it it looks like for Tom Brady. I mean, he's just so damn locked in this season. It doesn't matter who's out there. I mean, me and you can come out of retirement and go play, and we'll go win the Super Bowl. That's just how good Brady looks right now. And and people can say, oh well, Brady's a beneficiary of the receivers. He's a beneficiary of throwing the ball a hundred times a game, whatever it is. At the end of the day, he's still 44 years old doing this and leading the league in every passing category there is. I mean, this man is is doing things he's not supposed to be doing at this age. That's that's why you have to tip your hat off to Mr. Thomas Sturbrady. Let's get to the comment section right quick. Uh, your boy Lee says, Bucks handle business and we'll be getting back to multiple starting pieces. That's the perfect first round game for them. Fresh. A couple seconds there. There we go. Sorry about that for the technical difficulties. Fraction One also says Bucks O line scares me because of the injuries they had, but they get L seven back this week. Of course, that's Leonard Fournette. Christine Robichaux also says both were 23, 23 for forty three, which is of course Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. And also Lee says he put up a decent stat line in garbage time against a soft playing a soft playing far off the ball defense. Dak. Put up a stat line and a comeback. Hurts didn't outplay him, so play him no shot. Hey, thank you. At the end of the day, thank you. Because at the end of the day, hating on the Cowboys. At the end of the day, go ahead, X. Uh huh. At the end of the day, you let everybody down, Dak. You let everybody down. Jalen Hurts brought people some hope. Okay, that's my point. That's not what Dak did. Dak didn't bring hope. I mean, Dak, they came. Dak back. brought this, this just disturbing, unfortunate, just 
disheartening sadness to cowboy fans that's what he brought Bro, you're being so biased right now and such a cowboy hater is how am crazy. i being biased we Bro, all saw what happened this man brought them back to what came down to uh you know the last play of the game mm-hmm. and you trying to make it seem like this man like allowed his team to get blown out or something no, I didn't say that at all. I just felt like he he allowed his team to be put in a situation that you shouldn't be in, Dak, because last time I checked, Ish, we both play football. We all know in, in training camp, even before training camp, 707 in the in the wintertime, everybody practice two-minute drill. Everybody know damn well you get the ball to referee. Everybody know damn well what you're supposed to do. And for Dak, we saw it this year on Hard Knocks, okay? Dak ain't the only person that's on that show. Of course, you saw Little Dig, Little Dig stole that show. But for the most part, what I remember seeing Dak, besides him, of course, being on the sideline due to his sure sure shoulder. That's all I remember. Dak is a leader of that team. He is the leader of the men in that locker room to where Dak is supposed to know what is going on at all times. That's what makes you the franchise guy. Peyton Manning wouldn't have done that. Tom Brady wouldn't have done that. Aaron Rodgers, I'm just, that's all I'm getting at. But anyways, let's get it right into, of course, the best game of the weekend for more than more than one reasons, I'll say that. 49ers and the Cowboys, of course. The slide heard around the world from Dak Prescott. Um, ish. I'll let you start off because I don't want to be a Cowboy hater. I want to hear from you. You had both these teams. You picked both, so you're a winner. But in reality, you're a loser because you really no, didn't. I picked, I nah, picked I, I, both I, teams. I, 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 Bruh, stop being a hater. Nope. I've been didn't. saying this since the beginning of the season. 49ers to the Super Bowl. You know, we're going to keep saying it all uh, throughout the rest of the playoffs. Don't make me bring a week seven. Don't make me bring a week seven recap. 49ers to the. I don't know what you're talking about, Brad. Week nine. I'm bringing a week nine recap. 49ers to the Super Bowl. I've been saying okay. it, you know, since the beginning of the season. You Y'all see, ladies and gentlemen, pick. stop doing drugs. This you is what drugs check, get you. You can go check the picks. 49ers to the Super Bowl. Been saying it all season long. All right. Hey, they came out. They pulled up. That, that ticker at the bottom is wrong, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, they, they came out. They, I mean, they set the tone early on. And you know what? What's funny about it is the game played out exactly as we said the game will play out 100%. all the things that we brought up you know in the preview show where we was said on, was on display the, the matchup is wrong um the mentality is it's two different mentalities you know the you know that the 49ers are going to come in hungry looking to set a tone and you just didn't know about the cowboys you didn't know what they were going to do you didn't know the mindset they were going to bring in and it was evident from the very beginning that they didn't come to play. They did not come to play, and the 49ers came to play. And, I mean, all, all the matchups that we pointed out, all the matchups that we highlighted, I mean, it, it felt like it just fit perfectly. Like, it was just meant to be the 49ers beating the Cowboys. And, I mean, I don't feel bad. I, I know a lot of people are making making a lot of uh, you know hoopla about this last play and was it the right call? Who's to blame? So on and so forth. I just want to point out 
Bro, all those damn penalties the Cowboys had at the wrong time that were, I mean, allowing the 49ers to continue drives that were giving them great field position. I mean, are we not looking at those things? And saying, oh, we are. Trust me, that's bro, added you, on. But I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm waiting on you. Game, like, bro, this was not a one play situation. The Cowboys gave this game away. They threw it away early on and throughout the whole thing. They were just doing it. I mean, it was mistake after mistake, undisciplined play all around the board. I mean, it was just bad from the Cowboys. Honestly, I don't think that there was anything, even the comeback towards the end. Some people might look at it and say, oh, well, you know, they showed heart. They fought back. Let me just say, no, this was bad from beginning to end. There was no shining. There was no shining light from this. Nothing good came from this. The only thing that came from this is more just doubts, more um, ill will towards the Cowboys. I just, I don't, I don't even really know what to say to them because you know what? They did it to themselves. At the end of the day, they did it to themselves. It's the Cowboys doing Cowboy things once again. I mean, who knows when they will ever be able to win a playoff game ever in their life again because the Cowboys just they can't help but get in their own way. Maybe Jerry Jones need to go out there and start coaching himself. I, I, I don't know. No, I think Jerry needs to do what, what allowed him to have success in the 90s, and that's actually let coaches coach. And GM's GM, and you stay your ass, you know, in, in your little porch, your little pe- por- peach, whatever, whatever the hell, the little perch, there you go, that's the word, <laughs> the, the perch that he's in, and watch his games, and do what every other owner does, and just sit pretty in your box, and watch the game, and, and make sure that you have the business deals, instead of trying to be, uh, like, every, try, step trying, instead of, instead of trying to be the face of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying we've we've seen it. I mean, it's it's now two decades worth of evidence that maybe I'm sorry, two and a half decades worth of evidence that is showing us like, Jerry, maybe you need to sit your ass down somewhere. But it's not going to happen, especially when you're a billionaire and you're on the team. Right. So at the end of the day, it's it's the the Cowboys. When I look at them, honestly, they they remind me of just their cult. They are a cult. What I mean by that is, no, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. This is a franchise that was once great. They're still great when it comes to the bankroll. I I respect Mm -hmm. that. Make sure you get your dollars. I got it. It's a business. But year in and year out for y'all to have these high expectations every year, go into the season, play well, and then talk about, yeah, we're going to Super Bowl or, yeah, we're going to do this, do that, and then just – Find some way to let it all go to the wayside. And then you have, of course, the reaction from Cowboy fans. I'm not even talking about the crying. I ain't talking about burning the jerseys. I ain't talking about breaking the TV. crying before the game even ended. That was honestly the most the funniest thing to me. It was two minutes left to go in the game. They knew it was over with. That was crazy. It was two minutes left to go. Like, we've seen this story before. We know it's going to happen. We're about to do it. I'm like, damn, the game's not even over with yet. Hold on. <laughs> Anyways, I just feel like. If you're a Cowboys fan after this, I understand, but you got to reevaluate your life because this this was a team. Think about this ish. This was a team in NFL history, first time ever, four thousand yard passer, thousand yard rusher, thousand yard receiver, ten sack person, and ten interception person on your team. First time in NFL history, you have all the talent. Your 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 president, general manager, every other title. Jerry Jones knows that this 
team is talented and you know as well too that the coaches might be the ones that's holding this up you go into this game you lose and then after the game's over you're still saying well you know it was, it was a, an unfortunate performance but we're still going to stick with the coach hey that's that's i ish that's going to be interesting going into the next season because i because here's the thing everybody looks bad now because we already knew what mike mccartney was going into this playoff game right Kellen Moore's stock has been dropping probably since week 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And the only person who's looking really good is Dan Quinn. And if, if y'all if y'all play around Dallas Cowboys, y'all might lose him. And y'all not going to have what y'all had this year going to next year. So I don't know what's going to happen with, like, what do you do to get better? Because like this is the best I've seen the Cowboys on both sides of the ball since maybe the nineties, and you lose the first round of playoffs. So I I don't ish. I'm I'm I was baffled honestly. I felt like this was a game that they should have won. Not picked because I felt like they were the Cowboys things, but to see what happened, I was just very disappointed honestly in just the whole. Um, just the, the whole makeup of what I saw with the Cowboys. It was ugly. And also, we're going to get right into, of course, the, the comments Dak made and also, of course, the, the trash that was being thrown from the Cowboys. We'll get on them real quick. But let's get to the comment section from Lee. He said he, he put up a decent stat line in garbage time. Yeah, oh, my bad. Wrong. My bad. You're right, you're right. My bad. He said, uh, obviously, we've seen Jimmy G isn't that guy, but I feel like there is no confidence in Trey Lance after this year, is Jimmy out of there? If they lose to the Packers, what shall I take on the whole ordeal? Is you want to take that first? Um, I think if they get a good offer, maybe I think it'll depend on the offer whether or not Jimmy G is gone. But I think you didn't see enough from Trey Lance to move on from Jimmy G. And mm-hmm. honestly, I've been saying it. I said it before they uh, they drafted Trey Lance. I said it after they drafted Trey Lance. I don't see why people are in a rush to get rid of Jimmy G. I mean, I just don't understand it. Don't like understand he's he's not great. Sure, he's not he's bad. Not great, right? He's but bad. he's not I mean, bad. He really isn't. He's a good quarterback. He's good enough to, to get, get you, you to a Super Bowl. When yeah, and win get to a Super Bowl, games, maybe get to a Super Bowl. Like, why are we acting as if this guy? Like, this is the because everybody wants a Patrick Mahomes. Everybody exactly. wants a Tom Brady. Everybody wants an Aaron Rodgers. That's if you don't have one of those guys, you don't have a chance. But that's not true at all. Not at all. Not at all. And I mean it. Teams are ruining them, themselves by getting rid of some of these guys that really all you need to do is make sure that the pieces around them play well. And we've seen it before. We saw Trent Dilfer win a Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Right. We've it seen Rex Grossman done. get to one. It can be done if you have the pieces around and you've got the makeup on your team to help these guys make it there. Can I say something, I, I, too? I, I, want, I want to cut you off. I, I apologize on this one, but I got to remind everybody. Let's let's remind everybody. Jimmy G was supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady with the Patriots. Imagine if Jimmy G was still with the Patriots and they don't draft Mac Jones. You know, I've, I've thought about that recently, too, to where, you know, the, the, the head button that was going on between Belichick, Brady, and Kraft in 2017 time frame, that has altered everybody. Right now, from the Patriots and also Tom Brady with the Bucks and also San Francisco, you know everybody has everybody's timeline has been altered due to the Jimmy G transaction. 
Uh, I mean, maybe you can also go with even with the Colts and and um and uh Jesus, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, black quarterback. You know what I'm talking about. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Thank you. Yeah, even with Jacoby Brissett, when the Colts took a chance on him, you know that kind of changed their their uh, their their vision on where they wanted to go quarterback wise as well too. So the fallout amongst that Patriot quarterback room. I just think it's very interesting because, like you're saying with the 49ers, the 49ers don't need a high-profile quarterback because everybody else around them are just are that good too. We just need you to not mess up the game. And 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 Lee can say, yes, he almost messed up the game on Sunday on that interception. You can say that, and I understand, but overall, it didn't lose them the game, right? And, and even with that interception, they still didn't score. So, I, I understand. I understand where people come from, but overall, I think he played a, a decent game. I, I think he he made sound throws. He missed a couple of throws, but overall, it's the first game. I, I, Joey Burrow missed throws. I mean, it, only person that didn't miss throws is still scoring touchdowns right now is Josh Allen. He just scored another one. You know, other than that, I, I think it's just first game playoff jitters. I think I think Jimmy will be better, and it's going to be very interesting. Uh, let's, let's just also uh, respond to that to Lee talking about as well f- for uh, the Packers game. Do you think you know he'll be okay going into uh, this Packers game? Mm-hmm. If he does lose, is it, does it matter how he loses or if he just loses in general? You think they're they're done? No, um, I definitely hope he's okay for that Packers game. Um, I think he gives them the best chance at winning. Uh, I don't think Trey Lance is uh, ready yet to play. I mean, let's remember this guy. This is a guy that's coming from um, – I know Carson Wentz came from the same level, but he's not coming from the highest tell level of college football. I try to tell you. Not to mention he took to me. a year off. I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of red flags about the Trey Lance situation to let people know, like, hey, this may be a a guy that needs to sit a year behind Jimmy G and learn, maybe two years behind Jimmy G and learn before you just thrust him in there. Um, But, of course, everybody wants to put their quarterbacks in as soon as they get them. So um, he got to play something. Yeah, and we saw. And now who knows what his confidence is like. If he has to play against the Packers in Lambeau, um, I don't think that they have a shot if he has to play. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think Jimmy G is going to be back. I just think he's going to be back. It goes back to the same point I was making earlier and that we've talked about over and over again. This season, I mean, I just don't know if you're trying to move on from some of these guys. If you don't think Trey Lance is ready, unless you get a really good um, good offer for Jimmy G, I don't see why you're going to move on from him. I, th- I would keep him as security. Even if I decide maybe I want to start Trey Lance at the beginning of the season, shoot, I keep Jimmy G there. And, you know, if he slip up or he get Trade hurt. Trade purposes. Mm. Exactly. You could hold him. He'll hold more more value for you Mm -hmm. in the middle of the season when a team needs a quarterback. You know, they may be willing to give up a lot more than um, this offseason when they know that, hey, you're maybe motivated to move him if you're shopping him because you've got a rookie guy that you maybe want to take the reins. So I would wait and just let him stay around um, no matter how bad they lose in Lambeau, if they lose in Lambeau. Um, but we'll have to wait and see because with these organizations, you never know. Never know. Um, never there's know. a lot going on. 
and and the pieces you don't know what pieces are going to move around right like there were rumors at one point that Aaron Rodgers may want to go to San Francisco, go back home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows if he comes out and says, hey, I want to play for San Francisco. At that point, what do they do? You Jimmy know? G so, out of there. Oh, Jimmy G out of there. Yeah. That <laughs> but that's the domino. That's the domino effect amongst yeah, amongst yeah. the rest of the league. You know, we, we have to, on the offseason, we have to wait and see certain position groups who makes, you know, with the, the second moves, certain teams, they're like, okay, well, such such went to the Packers. Let me go ahead and try and go play with the Packers or the 49ers or the Texans, right? You know, everybody want to go to the Texans, right? Apparently, I'm, I, I'm I don't joking. know why the Texans fans think that. For some yeah, they're getting they're getting every free agent. That's what they're yeah. getting. Yeah. <laughs> I move on to the night game. This the waiting all night for a Sunday night game. Steelers versus the Chiefs. Well, looks like the Steelers tried to keep it competitive in the first first half of that game. I know I definitely sent the text to Ishmael during that game where I was just at the. Keep my eyes open because I thought we were gonna have upset city in Kansas City, but Kansas City said no. We we're not doing that. Uh, you thought, and we're gonna go ahead and put thirty five points on the board within nine minutes of this game. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, like you talked about with the Raiders and the Bengals, they showed us who we thought that they were. And uh, one thing I do know about these Kansas City Chiefs team is they know how to turn on the switch, and they did that against the, the Steelers. Um, you know, of course, uh, this was the big sending Big Ben to retirement game. If you are a Chiefs fan, so I respect that tremendously. Uh, but overall, a hey, the better team won. The, the more talented, the more physical, the just the more everything that most balanced team is is just going on. And and um, overall, I I, I look at this as a warm up game for the Chiefs and. To be honest with you, the test is next week. They play the Buffalo Bills. I mean, that's, and we'll get into that shortly. But, yeah, it's really not too much to talk about besides we'll see what happens with Big Ben maybe next year. Maybe you continue to play somewhere else, or is that it? I think it's, I think that's it. But we'll see what happens with Big Ben. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy you brought the text message up because you sent that little text message. You were like, are you okay? And I'll just I'm just asking you. Was, and I, just I haven't heard laugh. from you. I'm just asking. You know, I, I laughed to myself. I was like, all right, let me just uh, uh, let me just wait and see, you know, what's going on with my man. But uh, I, I knew like I like I've known for so long. I knew the Chiefs were going to be ready. I knew they were going to respond. Um, I knew that they would find a way. I said it in the pre-show. I said, you know, hey, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think, but I just believe in that magic. I believe that they're going to, you know, find that will to win because they have proven it time and time again that when their backs are against the wall, they always try to find that way to win, uh, that will to win and that way uh, to get out of the situation. And normally they do. They normally do get out. Nine times out of ten, they do find a way out. So I, I was – I wasn't even nervous at all. I didn't even really care. I knew what was happening. But let me just say this, you know, real quick. Like you said, there's not too much to say because the best, the better team won, um, mm-hmm. and it was more so like a warm-up game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the performance from Jarek McKinnon, though, that performance is exactly what we have been waiting for and asking for all season from these running backs. Uh, you know, it's a running back by committee. Uh, when when uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is there, then he is the starter. He gets the touches, but he just hasn't really performed well this season. And Jarek McKinnon came in in this game, and I said before we before we even got into the game, I said if the run game is there for the Chiefs, they are going to be able to win this game pretty easily. And 
I mean, that performance from Jarek McKinnon, hats off to him. He stepped up big time. He made some great plays. Uh, he looked good throughout. They were able to run. Um, I think that he should continue to start. I don't see why you would move away from him. Uh, I think that he he has shown that he's electric, that he can do uh, do what you need him to do, um, both catching the ball out of the backfield and running the ball downhill, outside, doesn't matter. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what they do there. But I think, again, going into this weekend against the Bills, it's going to be very important that you're able to run the ball again because it takes some of that pressure off of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. You need to take that pressure off of them. This Bills defense is a really good defense. We've seen that um, already now. So that's going to be a big part. But that was the best. To me, that was the biggest statement in this game, seeing the Chiefs actually be able to run the ball, Jarek McKinnon having a good performance. Uh, that was really big for them because if they are able to continue that momentum, uh, I think that they should walk into the Super Bowl. If they can run the ball like that, they should walk to the walk. Super Bowl. Walk. Into walk. All righty then. Well, I appreciate the segue uh, from Lee. Lee X. quick question for Ish. Can we say Clyde is done after this year? Even before McKinnon, I thought he was done. But now, sheesh. Now, uh, he also says feed the hot hand. I, I will say this, though. Uh, just – just what a year year ish ago, uh, we we had KC on here. Was very excited for getting Clyde Edwards a hilarious. He thought he was an easy plug and play running back for what y'all are able to do, and he showed out and he's been playing well. But do you feel like because he has been slumping, it's just it's, it's easy to go ahead and let him go? And you feel like he's, anybody can just come in and just plug and play as well with the system that you're in, or is he a special back that you don't want to lose? Because who I think he goes somewhere and still perform and, and run pretty well elsewhere. Ish. Uh, I think he should be gone. Uh, he mm. doesn't need to be on the Chiefs anymore. Um, he may be able to go do something somewhere else. I don't think so. I don't. Um, I think he's more so a system guy. I think that's why there was a lot of hype when he came to the Chiefs because people expected him to come to the system and perform well. And it just hasn't worked out, to be honest. It just hasn't worked out. Um, but, you know, all the best for him. I think that he needs to move on somewhere else and, you know, try to uh, revive his career somewhere else. Uh, I say revive his career. He's only been in the league two years. Like, but, yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Like, you know, I gave it up on him already. Like, Jesus. You know, I mean, I just – we've, we've seen – I think for anybody who watches the Chiefs, uh, you know, week in and week out, we've seen enough of him that I just don't see it there. I think the way that Jerry everybody can't be Priest play, Holmes, I right? yeah, I know everybody, everybody can't be Jamal, Jamal Charles. Yeah, everybody can't be the Nigerian Nightmare. Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. But I think you you have a better chance at picking up, you know, running back in free agency that maybe will be able to fit into the system a little bit better, or even going to draft another running back. Um, to come in, I wouldn't mind them to keep rolling with Jarek McKinnon. I was excited when Jarek McKinnon came. Um, I was waiting for him to play like he did this past uh, weekend, uh, and it just it, it hadn't happened yet. But this past weekend, if he can continue this, I think that he will earn his spot as the number one back there, um, and he brings something different to the table because of that speed that he has as well to go to compliment like Tyreek Hill, for example, I think that. And, and as you, you said, and as you said, the Chiefs will walk into the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they if, should if walk. If he continues to walk. do. Yeah, if he continues to do that, they'll, they'll walk in. That's interesting. All right, I'm going to have to, 
I'm gonna have to put a little post-it note up here or something like that because that was that was interesting for you to say. All righty then, we'll get into the last game of this Super Wild Card weekend. Of course, if you checked out last night, first ever Monday Night Football Wild Card game. Uh, of course, also as well on Monday night. I'm sorry, on uh, Martin Luther King Day as well. Wasn't too much of a game at all. So if you were able to, uh, you know, maybe watch some basketball, you was able to pick that up, or maybe watch a show on Netflix because this one was not a game at all. But you gotta talk about it. it is what it is. But the f- the main thing we have to talk about, of course, is Matt Stafford getting that monkey off of his back, being able to finally get his first playoff win, and for him to not have to uh, have those question marks going into next season like a Derek Carr on when are you ever going to get to that get that first playoff win. So with the Rams, the question I do have for you before we get into these uh, conversation about the divisional matchups moving forward is, is this what, is this the medicine that Matt Stafford and the Rams needed for them to believe in themselves moving forward with the type of performance that not just Stafford had, but the whole team, I think the whole team played well. I think they set the tone from the beginning. I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure if you did watch Aaron Donald was, was trying to literally choke people, uh, I mean, if that, but here's the thing though. I love Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald automatically does a Hall of Fame. We're not even going to have that discussion. Aaron Donald, it looked like a, a, a nice person, but he's a bully. He's a bully. And he will, he will bully you with a smile on his face. And I respect that tremendously because, uh, when you're in an alleyway, uh, I would like him to be on my team and not the other, other way. So, uh, with that being said, is do you feel like this team, this Rams team, with everything that we just saw, Cooper Cup is rolling, OBJ is getting involved, got Cam Akers back, the defense is flying around. Can you can you see them making a run to the Super Bowl? Um, possibly if they continue to do what they did. The only the only caveat I have to, or the asterisk I have to put on on the performance that they had. It was against a slumping Arizona team. Like I think if they had played, uh, and and you, you played, I mean the Chiefs, the right? Chiefs, like, the Chiefs beat a beat a slumping Steelers team. But, but I mean, what, you got you got to beat you got to beat who about, you in front of you, right? Excited about the Chiefs team. Like the, I got you. We not. But what I'm what I'm saying is, remember the, the the narrative going to this game was 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 Stafford. A guy that would put up good a lot of numbers with a bad team, or is he actually a a game changing type of player that can come in and take you to the Super Bowl or even just NFC Championship uh, type of game? Because in the middle of the season, a lot of people were looking at Stafford like, "Oh, this, you know, here he goes again. Here goes Stafford." So for him to play well, he only threw the ball. The best thing about I think about this game, honestly, is that he only threw the ball seventeen times. I think that's the best thing about this game because it didn't ha- he didn't have to worry about the game being well, on his arm. That's the problem, right? Like that's the problem of trying to say like, oh, you know, are they gonna be able to make it to the Super Bowl? Is Matt Stafford got the monkey off his back? Is he gonna be the guy that's gonna lead them? Like, let's just be honest. Let's call a spade a spade, bro. They jumped up on this team early, and. I mean, they ran the ball well. Cam Akers ran well. Sony Michelle ran well. And you didn't really need Matt Stafford to do anything special like we were talking about with Jimmy G. Like, it, honestly, this was one of the performances where it was like he didn't have to play out of this world. He only had to make a couple of really good throws, which he did. In the times where he needed to, he stepped up. He made the throws that he needed to make. 
but that's what we come to expect from somebody at this level right like we're not it wasn't a world beater performance it was one of those performances where it was a guy that came in he did what he was supposed to do okay wonderful i want to see now the thing is when they get in a tough game and they have to throw the ball more when it's a more competitive game you're not up and just running the ball and basically just kind of you know passing the time running the clock down I want to see when the game is on a line and it's a closer game. When every drive, every drive matter type of game. Every drive matters. Are you going to be able to do that? Like that's what I'm waiting to see. That's the only reason why I'm kind of not excited. To be honest, we're going to find out. We're going to find out very soon on next Sunday when they play the Buccaneers, and we're going to get into that game shortly. But we're going to find out very soon. We're going to see find out very soon. I mean, but other than that, I like the performance that the Rams had because here's the thing: is they easily could have lost that game, and everybody be laughing at them right now and saying, "Oh, look at y'all! Y'all had all everyone out and got all this talent and found and found a way to lose, true, like the true. Cowboys, they like the, the Cowboys, and, and yep. he he ha ha yeah." So what I'm saying is, it's easy to say, "Oh, well, you 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 took care of business." Well, the Cowboys didn't take care of business. That's true. I mean, I'm that's just true. that's all I'm saying. It's the it's they the playoffs. It's a new season. You're right. This, they had to be who's this is a new season, and and, and and everything that you did prior to it don't matter no more. Yep. So and then also again with this being a divisional game, both parties know each other. So the Cardinals, uh, offensively, defensively, wise scheme wise, they could have made sure that they put in a plan to, to you know do what they need to do to at least slow down the offense and also tur- make uh, make some turnovers on defense. But it just didn't happen. Also, the Cardinals not having Hopkins, of course, is a big deal. That's the main reason why I just couldn't pick them. But um, we, can I, can I just you can't. Say real quick? Yeah, I know you want to say to my clip. Come on, come on. Cause you saw my tweet, I, I, I tagged you. Man. Yeah, Cliff is Cliff lucky. Cliff is lucky that Kyler like him, and I think that's maybe the only thing that's gonna save him. And DeAndre Hopkins being hurt, I think DeAndre Hopkins being hurt and Kyler Murray liking him and him being like the them thinking that he's like a whisperer to help Kyler Murray. Um, I think that may give him one more season. But to be honest, he probably should be gone. He should he should be gone. After mm. after the collapse that they had on the back half of this season, he should be gone. Um, I mean, this this game was there for the taking. Um, it was set up. It was made for them to you know go out there, um, back against the wall, um, go beat a team that everybody was like you said, just like the Cowboys. Everybody was gonna was ready to laugh at them, say, "Oh, you went, you traded for all these guys, and so on and so forth." Like, all you had to do was go out there and just play your game and beat them. And, I mean, I probably can't tell you of a worse – well, I can probably think of a couple, but that was a really bad coaching performance. It was a bad coaching performance. I mean, it didn't look good. The game plan didn't look good. The play calling didn't look good. It was bad. It was bad from the very beginning till the end. There was no fight in this team. I don't think that DeAndre Hopkins really – I, I don't think that he caused that much, like, I mean, the response wasn't there, man. There was no heart from this team whatsoever. I'm sorry, but if I'm looking at that and I'm, a, I'm the owner of the Cardinals or the GM or whatever, like, I just can't keep rolling with you, Cliff, when the team doesn't seem to respond. That was a playoff game. Y'all were the number one seed for, a, a, I mean, half the season. Yeah. 
what what kind of response is that from a team that was the number one seed? You threw it all the way in the second half, and then you come in the playoffs, and this is how you play. And you have a better road, and you have a and you have a better road record too, which maybe again could have played into your your benefit to where you maybe could have pulled off the upset. That was that's you know I hyped it up for you so you could pick the Cardinals. I don't know why you did, but you actually picked the Cardinals to win the game. I wasn't because I I thought Cliff was gonna gonna have them ready to go, man. I thought Cliff was really gonna try, but one one thing I try to tell y'all all all the time: sometimes sometimes you gotta respect the trends. Sometimes it's trend is a trend for a reason. No matter if it's sports betting or, or or wins and losses, whatever it is, a trend is a trend for a reason. Yeah, I try to and, ride, and, I try to and 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 your boy your boy Cliff been trending this way for at least seven seasons now. Three in the NFL, yes. four in college. So yeah, just saying, it's not it's not gonna happen one time. All right, let's go ahead and get into these divisional matchups coming up this weekend. We have two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and of course we have Tennessee Titans coming off their bye week. As the number one seed in the AFC, playing against the <laughs> number one, number four seed in the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you laughing? I'm being dead serious. I'm letting people know what happened. Why did Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. didn't play this week? I, you know, people mm-hmm. forgot. People, people don't even know we're the number one seed. To be honest with you, they just like, Tennessee Titans playing. Oh damn, we forgot. I didn't even know they even existed. Yeah. So um, one thing I will say about this game, though, there are a lot of new Houstonian. Fans that are now Bingo fans because apparently everybody uh, that loves Joe Burrow all of a sudden are now Bingo fans. So it'll be interesting to watch uh, everybody here in Houston and not rooting for the Texans, rooting for the Bengals because uh, nobody wants the Titans to win. So that'd be great. Uh, but seriously, on a serious note, what I really want to watch out for besides the offensive line and the defensive line matchup between both teams, keep a lookout between Jamar Chase and his LSU teammate Christian Fulton on the other side for Tennessee Titans. He's been holding Jamar Chase not just since college days, but also since high school. They've been high school teammates and college teammates. And I'm not saying he's going to shut him down. I'm not saying he's not he's going to put up. I'm just saying to have somebody that actually knows some of his tricks. And I don't think Fulton will be on Chase all game at all. I don't think that at all. But uh, it's nice to have somebody in the secondary that can – be able to make sure that he has peepers on you and know what you like and don't like. So um, with the Bengals, it would be very interesting to see how they play in their second uh, playoff game. Uh, will it be, it'll be interesting to see how well – I'm sorry, if, if winning their first playoff game allows them to gain that momentum and, and to continue to be that young cats that we talk about, young Bengal cat that don't care about what happened in the past and don't care about how young they are to hear the crash of the party. It'll be interesting to see what happens on Saturday, ish. Um, I'm the matchup. I like that you point out Fulton and Chase because the matchup for me is that Titan secondary versus these young receivers and Joe Burrow. Um, how is this secondary able to perform? Uh, I mean, statistically, forget, the, forget about our All Pro uh, safety Kevin Bayard. Don't forget about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, we got an All Pro safety, but. As a unit, statistically, they weren't the best throughout the season. Um, but when it stats. mattered and they played the they played the better teams in the conference, they did perform well. So um, I'm looking to see are they going to do that again against uh, the high flying young trio that they got in Cincinnati, or are the young youngsters going to go out there and disrespectfully try to dismantle the the old old heads in Tennessee? We shall see. We shall see. Again, for some reason, everybody just think the Bengals just gonna come in and just go to Super Bowl this year. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk, you gotta crawl. Hey, you gotta crawl, walk, run. And uh, hey, you got your crawl last uh, last week. We'll see what happens if you can 
get your walk against the Tennessee Titans. All right, the night game on Saturday, the 49ers versus the Packers. Now, this is a matchup that we've seen multiple times in the last decade where the 49ers are able to get the better of the Packers, especially in Lambeau Field, twice with Colin Kaepernick in the early 2000s and most recently in 2017 uh, with the 49ers beating the Packers with a, a great performance by Raheem Moser back in the day. Um, ish. Do you feel like this is an easy win for the Packers? I, because I don't think so at all. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Um, I said it before the playoffs even started. Once um, we, you know, we knew that 49ers were going to get in there, I said, hey, that's the team that people don't want to match up with. You don't want to play them. Obviously, it's going to rely a lot upon Jimmy G and his health and, you know, whether or not he's actually able to play. Is he going to be healthy while playing? Because – I mean, at this stage, I'm pretty sure a lot of players that are carrying, you know, some sort of injury mm -hmm. uh, and they're going to go out there, they're going to play. But how effective are you going to be able to be? Uh, how bad is the injury going to affect your play? That's what we're looking at from Jimmy G and the 49ers. But, hey, I think that for a team that's got nothing to lose, a team um, that comes ready to play all the time, they've got the right makeup. They've got the defensive line to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that this is going to be a walk in the park for the Green Bay Packers by any means at all. It's going to be a really good game, and I'm excited to see. Are the Packers going to live up to that hype of the yeah, number line. one seed? Because yeah, that's been the problem. They made it. I mean, we know they're going to make the playoffs. They get in the playoffs. We know that they're going to be there in the second round, maybe even the conference championship. But then are they going to perform? Like, that's what we always yep, see yep, from yep. them. And then – they always drop off, you know, at the last minute. They always fall just short. So this year, are they going to live up to being that number one seed? That's what we want to see. We'll talk more about that game on Friday night here on X-Hawking-ish. The Sunday slate starts with the Rams and the Buccaneers. Of course, we just talked about the Rams when it comes to them being able to play against some real competition. And here it goes right here. The world champs, defending world champs. You, you play against them in Tampa. Um Right, hey, it's put up a shut up now. Issue you felt like it was a easy win for Stafford and the Rams uh, against the Cardinals yesterday, so they get to show us next Sunday if they are for real or not. You, you have all the pieces, you have the star power, and if anything, shit, you might have a better wide receiver core right now than Tom Brady does. So, you know, if the Rams are no excuses, and if anything, if <laughs> If Tom Brady's able to win another game, I mean, he just continues to add on to his legacy, being able to beat a team like this. So, Ish, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah, this game to me is <laughs> this is the Rams' uh, baptism game right here. Mm -hmm. I mean, go out here and and show all the critics, um, everybody that's out there that doubts you, that's not in the locker room with you, show them all what what you guys can do. Um, you went out, you made the moves to be competitive. You got OBJ. You got Vaughn Miller. I mean, Aaron Donald's there has been playing wild and crazy. Jalen Ramsey has been playing well. You went and got Matt Stafford on the offensive side. You even made the trade for Sony Michelle when Cam Akers got hurt, and he mm -hmm, started mm -hmm. performing well on the back end. And now Cam Akers is back and is performing well. You got all these pieces are you able to put them together and win against the defending champion? That is the like that's the question. That's what we all want to see. 
this is like one of those fights where you got that young up and coming guy who's been making all the noise and got all these performances but you know they just really haven't been tested yet they haven't had that one shot that you know you could really say oh yeah that guy's got a chin you know he can make it um make it in the big leagues this is it right here this is the time so i want to see it and like lee is pointing out Bro, the Buccaneers are not at full strength right now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now's the time. If there were ever a time, now is the time. If you don't beat a hobbled Buccaneers team, I'm sorry. You're going to lose a lot of respect. Yeah, Lee says, no guy with no AB. Let Jalen shadow Mike Evans and let the D-line go to work. Make Brady's role players beat you. Hey, but I mean, even with Brady's role players, I mean, they beat hey, before. We've so, seen I mean, him do it before. So I mean, it's it, it should be a good game. Hopefully, all four of these games live up to what I expect them to be and not be blowouts. Um, but man, that Rams Buccaneers game that's gonna be that's gonna be a doozy. And to finish off the divisional games, we have the Bills versus the Chiefs. To be honest with you, is I think this might be the best game of the four games. Um, I, I mean, this this right here really could be the. It really, I know people, some people might feel like it should be the AFC Championship game, but it was the AFC Championship game, of course, last year uh, for the Bills to get a rematch against the Chiefs, um, and for them to come off of the the, the type of performers that they had uh, on Saturday. I think the Bills are coming in with so much confidence ish, and they. I don't think they're 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 coming in the way that they came in last year to where I mean, maybe it could be you know we're not sure no they they probably feel like we're coming in to win this game. Patrick Mahomes put on a great performance as well, five touchdowns as well. So both I mean both quarterbacks are who I thought that they were and were always going to be, especially Josh Allen. I think what separates both of them is ironically Josh Allen's a better scrambler and, and mo- mobile guy than Patrick Mahomes. No disrespect to Patrick, but when it comes to running ability, Josh Allen is, separates himself from Mahomes, and that what could be the determining factor for this game. We of course have to wait and see what happens, but I expect this to be a great game. I expect this to come down to the last drive. I expect this to be one of those games where we look back on and say, "Damn, that was a hell of a playoff game." Ish. Thirty-eight to twenty. That's that's all. That's all you need to think about all week if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Thirty-eight to twenty. I mean, they came into they came into Kansas City earlier in the season. I mean, obviously you weren't playing your best at the time. You may feel like you weren't playing your best. You may feel like you weren't the same team. Thirty-eight to twenty. Just remember that. Keep going. That's what you're going to. You are fighting. You are fighting to get to earn your respect back because they've already taken it from you. You're fighting to earn your respect back for the Bills. Like you said, they got all the momentum. They they are rolling in the Kansas City. They've already beat them once in Kansas City. Now you just got to beat them a second time and you know go on to the AFC Championship game. There's no pressure on you here because again, the Chiefs are the number two seed. The Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl two um, the past two years, so of course, if you're the Bills, there's nothing to lose. Go out there and just beat them again. But for the Kansas City Chiefs, you just got to think about it, man. You want your revenge. You want to earn your spot as the top seed. You want to go back to the Super Bowl for a third year, right? You've got to avenge that loss um, from earlier in the season where it was. 
I, it was a good loss. It was a good loss, to be honest. Lee says we better not guard Diggs. How we guarded Jamar Chase schemes better be on t- on on top of it. That's very um, true. I, I'm pretty sure you know everybody from the enemy to uh, to uh, Jesus. Why did I get Spagnolia? There you go. I was, I was about to get yes. it again. Uh, will be will, will be on their A's and uh, their A's the and B's, and their ones and twos, and P's and Q's, and all that dotting the I's, crossing T's. I, I mean, because again, like I talk about playoffs, hey, this is when the best, the best of the best show up, and it's the reason why these guys get paid the money that they get paid because exactly. they they are the best of what they do. So, as always, we appreciate y'all for tuning in to X Talking Ish, and please make sure y'all join us Friday night. We don't have time just yet, but we'll let y'all know uh, sooner than later what time we will join for Friday night pregame show. Uh, we'll have the we'll tape the pregame show. I'll re-air it again uh, sun, Saturday morning. So of course anybody that wants to check it out, you're more than welcome to do that Saturday morning. Um, but I hope hey we have some better games this weekend. And um, hey, this is this is the real football-ish. This is the football yep. we've been waiting on for the last what 20 weeks now. So I, uh, anything else yeah. you got for us this before we get up out of here tonight? 49ers to the Super Bowl. Oh, Lord. Here we go. All right. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all's night. And like it said, Cowboys to the Super Bowl.